let's go. The Bible says that eyes haven't seen, ears ain't heard, neither hasn't entered into the heart of men the things that God is about to get ready to do in this season. So if you believe in God for anything, listen, this song right here is for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I believe it's my season. Oh, I believe. Yeah, it's my time. It's your time. Say I can feel whole breakthroughs in the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, anticipating God's looking ready to move. Yeah, listen. For I know, yeah, He's a working miracle. over the atmosphere.
Good morning, good morning, good morning to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad. What a joy it is to join you this morning on this Lord's Day as we lift up the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is our Christ. He is our Redeemer. And I come by to tell you, listen, Jesus is alive and well. That's right. Listen, go ahead and share this with your neighbors, with your friends. Let them know that you're worshiping with K Chapel online virtually right here and share this on your timeline share this if you're going to text it to your friends do whatever you can to get the word out because this worship service is something that you want not only to experience for yourself but everyone you love you want them to be a part of this experience there is a word from the lord there is a worship experience that you want to be a part of and we want you to share this with all that you can go ahead and do it right now because we want this to be a, a, a collective praise amen a congregational worship where we lift up the name of our Lord and our Savior together. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, how grateful we are for this day. This is your day, another day that you've given us. And God, we bless your name. We praise your name. Lord, how good you are, how great you are. And we thank you for bringing us through another week. We thank you, oh God, for opening our eyes another day. We thank you, oh God, for giving us activity of our limbs. We thank you, oh God, for being the good and wonderful God who you are. God, you've been so good to us. We can't say thank you enough. You've opened doors, you've made ways, you've healed our bodies, you've made us well. God, we thank you. We thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Oh, how good you are. How excellent you are. We worship and praise your name. And we lift you up this morning. For you're our God. You're our great King. Our great Lord. Our great Savior. We ask these and all things in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Listen, I hear somebody in my spirit this morning saying, where are the singers? We don't see them behind you, Reverend. I got news for you. The singers are right in your house this morning. That's right. You are the singer. You are the singer. You're going to have to lift them up for yourself. Amen. We want you to lift your voices, open your mouth, and praise the Lord. The band is here, and we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. Come on, let's lift his name on high.
Yes, Lord, we lift your name on high. Good morning. Our scripture from, the, from this morning, it comes from John 14, and it starts at the 12th verse, and it reads as follows. Truly, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the work I have done, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy and inspired word. Let us go in prayer. Father God, we thank you for another beautiful Lord's day, another opportunity to come together to give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. Prepare us now through the active presence of your amazing Holy Spirit. And Heavenly Father, this morning, this morning, just have your way. We gladly surrender our lives to you and worship and praise as we lift up your holy name and join all others who confess you as Lord and Savior. We pray right now for our beloved sick and shed-in members. Father, continue to strengthen and encourage them. And a special prayer for those who are undergoing medical treatment and recovering from illness. May the power of healing be upon them. Lord, our families that's going through bereavement, we, we, give, we offer right now condolence to them. Lord, continue to give them peace. Continue to give them comfort, Holy Spirit. And continue to give them hope and strength, Heavenly Father. Bless now our Case Chapel family, our pastoral staff, our church staff, and the different ministries that has helped us, inspired us, encouraged us through these challenging times. Lord, we thank you for the many sacrifices that they have given. And lastly, we thank you for the spoken word for this morning. May continue to meditate on our hearts, our minds, our spirits all week long. These and more prayers in your holy son, Jesus' name. Praise God and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I, I hope you're praising him in your house. Amen. Because we are praising him in this sanctuary. I hear you singing in my spirit. I see you dancing in my spirit. This praise band is going to continue to lift up the name of the Lord as we praise him and worship him through now our giving. We want you to prepare now and give your tithe, to give your tithes and your offerings and your gifts unto the Lord our God who gives so wonderfully and gives so powerfully and providentially unto us. God always takes care of our needs. And so this is an opportunity where we can show him our gratitude, give him our thanks, and let the Lord know how much we appreciate how good he's been to us. There are any number of ways you can give uh, by way of, of texting, uh, by way of also the K Chapel app. Always you can mail your offering or drop them off at the office. Any of the uh, ways that are listed on your screen there, use those ways to give in this our tithe and offering period. Praise band is coming again. Let's excite our hearts to give cheerfully for the Lord loves a cheerful giver.
Let us pray. Father God, we thank you right now for these gifts that has been received. Bless now the gift, the givers, and those who desire to give and the method in which we able to give through. Lord, thank you for accepting these offerings, and may they be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. These are more blessings in your holy son, Jesus' name. Amen. Well, come on and give him some praise in your home. Come on and give him some praise in your living room, in your bedroom. Wherever you are in your kitchen, go ahead and give him some praise on the couch. Give him some praise. You ought to lift your hands this morning. God is great and he's greatly to be praised. And we lift our hands in total praise. In total praise. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Bless your name, God. He's worthy, I tell you. In spite of it all, he's worthy, I tell you. Mm. In spite of it all, he's worthy, I tell you. He's worthy to be praised. Bless his name. Bless his name. You are the source of my strength, the strength of my life. And I lift my hands. I'm not going to sing it, but you ought to lift your hands. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it, but you ought to lift your hands. You ought, if you know where your strength comes from, you ought to lift your hands. If, if you know where your provisions come from, you ought to lift your hands. If you know if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you ought to lift your hands and tell him, Lord, I thank you this morning. I lift my hands in total praise, total worship. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, God. Bless your name. Bless your name. Amen. 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 So be it. That's what our men mean. So be it. Let it be so. Amen. some praise on it right there go ahead and put some praise on it right there thank you God thank you God thank you God in spite of it all God is worthy to be praised amen 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 listen we do want to let you know that uh, services have been scheduled for our dear brother brother Terry Collins uh, we told you on last week that uh, he uh, left us but He's still with us in spirit. Amen. And we, we keep his memory strong in our hearts and in our minds. And certainly we keep Sister Collins and the Collins family on our hearts and on our minds and in our prayers also. We do want to let you know that this Thursday uh, funerals uh, visitation has been scheduled for this Thursday uh, at the People's Funeral Home. And also on Friday at 11 a.m. at the People's Funeral Home is the service uh, scheduled for this Friday. Keep them in your prayers. Uh, listen, you know there's limitations on numbers of people who can be uh, in, in the place at that time, and it would be wise of you not to try to attend uh, because I'm sure as many family members as possible will want to attend those services. So uh, uh, be, be, be mindful of that uh, so that uh, we are doing the Christian thing and allowing as many family uh, to take those seats as possible. Uh, visit on visiting out vi during visitation on Thursday. Uh, be in prayer for the Collins family on Friday. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. And then we want to remind you now, this is the last 
This is the last day of January. We've already made it through January. Today on the uh, this uh, first, this 2021, and tomorrow we will be in February uh, of 2021. And you know what we do in February. We have 28 days, 28 days of prayer and fasting, and this year uh, is, is not uh, any different. We are continuing in that tradition where we uh, take the month of February to do some consecration, to do some concentration in the Word of God, uh, in our prayer lives, and also uh, fasting. And so we've prepared a, a, a devotional uh, guideline to help you throughout the course of this month uh, that will be uh, given to you in weekly uh, episodes or weekly uh, venues. And the link, I believe, will be in the chat line uh, as well as on the Facebook page. Uh, we want you to go by and, and click that link because you will see the 28-day uh, devotional guide. We want you to follow along with us each and every day by reading uh, your morning devotional. The theme for this year is Go Be Great. Go be great. We want to challenge and charge you and encourage you in everything that you do this year to be great at it. Stop being mediocre and average and just go on and be great. Amen. Uh, and so we want you to go along with us each day, each day beginning tomorrow, beginning tomorrow uh, with 28 days. The devotional uh, is there in the chat line there on the Facebook page, uh, and it will be available for you to follow along. Also, we are participating this year in a fast, in a fast, 28 days of prayer and fasting. And so just a few things I want to outline for us uh, on this morning as we participate in this fast. Number one, I want you to prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Start now by asking the Lord, Lord, fix me. It's an old song that the church used to sing a long time ago. Lord, fix me. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me so that my heart is right, so that my head is right, so that my spirit is right, so that I can hear, see, and receive what you want me to receive. So begin now preparing your heart. Prepare your motives. Prepare your motives. Let this fasting period and this prayer period be done for the right motive. Sometimes people go into a fast because they want to lose weight. That's the wrong motive. Amen, somebody. It's not, about, it's not about losing weight. That's the wrong motive. It's about losing some of these weights. Mm, that helped me right there. It's not about losing weight. It's about losing some of the weights that are up on us, the weights and the habits and the things that keep us bound. And so we want to go into this with the right motive. You also want to prepare your body for a fast. You want to begin now by uh, drinking uh, more water, increase your water intake. Um, and then lastly, prepare your schedule. Know how you want to go about this, how we're going to go about this. Uh, for these next 28 days. Now, uh, you will recall that that for the last couple of years when we've done the fast, we've sort of left it up to you in terms of how you want to design your fast. Uh, on in the, in the manual, in the devotional manual, at the back of the manual, you will find about seven to nine pages of information on fasting, different types of fast, the Daniel fast, uh, which is one that we will be uh, uh, asking you to participate in in particular. But there are other things that you can do, acts of self-denial, things that you can refrain from during this period. We want you, amen, we want you to be in prayer about what the Lord is leading you to to refrain from, to deny yourself of, or to go ahead and participate in an all-out fast, okay? We want you to do that. Let that be between you and the Lord. However, there are some corporate things that we will do as a church together that I'm asking us to do 
together. So first of all, the fast or acts of self-denial. That's your choice. Go through. There are many different things that you can do. There are options there and opportunities there for you to decide, yeah, I think I'll participate in that. After you do that, there's something I'm asking all of us to do. Here's the first thing I'm asking all of us to do. I want all of us to decrease, to decrease, and I'm going to tell you how much to decrease it by, to decrease our news intake. Stay with me. Decrease our news intake. Um, uh, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, whatever your news media outlet is, what I've noticed is and what I'm seeing uh, the, 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 the results of is that we are in a perpetual 24-hour breaking news cycle and everybody is just on alert all the time. You get news alerts on your phone all the time at night when you're trying to have dinner, when it's time to go to bed, somebody's texting you and notifying you, did you see this, did you hear that? Listen, I'm asking all of us for 28 days, take CNN out of the picture. Yep, listen to me. Take CNN, turn it off, turn MSNBC off, turn Fox off, whatever your social, if you, if you get your news by social media uh, outlets, any of that. And what I want you to do is limit your news intake to two things, two times. National news, which comes on at what, what is that, 530? I think that's 530. And then your local news. You can decide which time of local news, whether that's 4, 5, 6, or 10 o'clock, okay? But your national news and your local news, and let that be it. Let that be it. I know you're looking at me real funny right now. Let that be it. Why, why, why am I asking you to do that? Because, because we, are, we are emotionally drained, and, and, if, and if we keep doing this to ourselves, we won't be any good for ourselves or our loved ones. We can't live in a perpetual breaking news cycle and think that we're going to be healthy. So two times a day, news, twice a day, amen? Twice a day, national news and your local news. And I promise you, if something happens that you need to be aware of, they're going to break in and you're going to find out about it. All right. So limit it to that. And then on every Wednesday, every Wednesday of this month, every Wednesday of this month, I want you, as long as it's okay with your doctor, I want you to participate in the Daniel fast. It, the outline for the Daniel fast is in the devotional, what it consists of. And in essence, basically, let me break it down. Daniel fast is basically fruits, vegetables, no meats, no dairy, no artificial sweeteners, no processed um, uh, breads and, and grains and things of that nature, brown rice. Some, some grains are, are allowable, but it's there on the, on the devotional what is allowable and what is not. But on Wednesdays, I want everybody to participate in the Daniel fast, just on Wednesdays. And you decide what else you want to do throughout the rest of the month. But on Wednesday, everybody, we're calling a corporate fast. And on no, at noon on Wednesday, we want to go into prayer. At noon every Wednesday, we want to go into prayer. I'm going to do the pop-up prayer. You're going to see me pop up on Facebook, on YouTube, whatever it is. Join me for pop-up prayer on the Wednesdays uh, for our prayer and our fasting period. I promise you this. If there's ever a time 
that we need to be in prayer and fasting. Folks, this is it. This is it. I, I mean, I, I don't know when else to call a fast if we don't call it now. So we're calling for prayer and we're calling for fasting. This month, these 28 days, participate with us. Go to the link after this service and follow along with us for the rest of these 28 days. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. The praise band is coming again. Amen. And we're going to get ready to hear the word of God.
Father, now we ask your blessings upon this preaching moment. We come to it in many different ways, from different experiences, carrying different burdens, dealing with different things. But thanks be unto God that with all that is different about us, that you, O oh God, are ever the same. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And so, Lord, we pray now, open our eyes, open our ears, that we might hear, see, and understand the truth of your word and be transformed thereby in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. In the gospel according to St. John, John chapter 14, verse 12, already read earlier in your hearing, these words are recorded, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And as we enter into these 28 days of prayer and fasting with the theme that has been chosen, I want to begin uh, this time of prayer and fasting together, preaching from the subject, go be great. Go be great. Last week we saw in John 13, where Jesus mandates love as the highest expression of Christian discipleship when he says to his disciples, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. In washing their feet, Jesus takes the time to demonstrate servant leadership that is grounded in love for one's fellow man. And, and he says to them that when I'm gone, I want you and I expect you to practice love among yourselves and to spread that love throughout humanity. After three years of being with the 12 disciples whom he had called to follow him, Jesus takes time to cast a vision and to set an expectation that would guide them for the rest of their ministry after his departure. Now, as chapter 14 opens, Jesus continues to prepare these 12 for life after his death. Anticipating the grief that is certain to come after Christ has been crucified, Jesus preempts this grief by saying to them, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, he says, listen, we're, 
We're about to go down a rocky road, but don't be troubled. You're, you're going to be disappointed in the actions of your fellow disciples, and, and some of you are going to be disappointed in your own actions, but let not your heart be troubled. Some of you are going to do things that you thought you never would do, and some of you are going to do things that you promised me you never would do, but don't let your hearts be troubled. In a few days, you're going to see the worst of the human condition come to surface. You're going to see betrayal. You're going to see denial. You're going to see the worst of people's character on full display, but let not your heart be troubled. You see, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus knew that difficult moment sometimes times bring out the worst in us. Uh, we are not always at our best when we feel our worst. And that's one reason why uh, Christians need to exercise grace, especially when people are going through tough and grieving times. Be sensitive, my brothers and sisters, when people are experiencing sorrow. Be patient when people are in pain. Be helpful when people are hurting because there are the these are the times when the best of who they are are is not always the first thing that you're going to see. Jesus says, don't become troubled. Don't be troubled by what you'll see, troubled by how you will feel, and troubled by what you will discover about one another and yourselves. Don't become troubled by it. And here's, here's, watch this brothers, here's, watch this sisters, here's what keeps you from becoming troubled. You believe God. That's what he says. This is ultimately what allows people of faith to face the uncertainties of life and the certainty of death. We believe God. This is what allows people of faith to walk through their worries. We believe that God is with us. This is what allows people of faith to remain faithful when they are forsaken by others. We believe that God has not left us. We believe that God is still in control. We believe that God will restore our joy. We believe that God will renew our hope. We believe that God will be the lifter of our heads. We believe that God will make a way in and through all that happens in life when people of faith experience troubles, we should not become troubled because we believe God. But then Jesus moves. He moves the needle a little bit fur further. But Dixon, in what it means to be a follower of his by sharing how and in what ways they should carry on in their faith and carry on with their lives and carry on in mission and ministry by insisting that his disciples not become complacent after his departure. Listen to our watchwords again for the morning. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. In essence, Jesus says to his disciples, he says to you and me, I don't want you sitting around mulling over this moment or sulking about this situation. I don't want you to become hostage to what's about to happen. I don't want you to get stuck in this state. I don't want you to become paralyzed by your pain because after I'm gone, life will continue and so must this ministry. After I'm gone, things will keep moving and so must this ministry. The works that I do and have done, you shall do also and greater works than these shall you do. In essence, what Jesus is saying to his disciples is, watch it, go be great. Don't sit here and cry, go be 
great. Don't let this pain paralyze you. Go be great. Don't get stuck in this state. Go be great. Don't mull in this moment. Go be great. Says we've been together for these many years. Now go be great. You've seen what is possible for those who believe. Go be great. You've witnessed the blind having been given their sight. Now go and be great. You've watched the paralyzed pick up their beds and walk. Now go and be great. You saw me take water and turn it into wine. Now go and be great. You watched me come to you walking on the water when you were in the midst of a storm. Now go be great. Peter, you even walked on the water for a while yourself. Now go and be great. You heard me speak to the wind and the waves and they held their peace. Now go be great. You watched me take bread and break it and blessed it and made what was too little become too much. Now you go and be great. You've made, you've been a witness to what I've done over this course of our time together now. I'm telling you that the things that you've seen me do, you will do those and even greater. So go be great. I hear somebody saying right now, Reverend, I can't walk on water. I can't turn water into wine. I can't even turn a sandwich into a soup line. But understand here what Jesus is saying. Remember, remember, remember the works that Jesus performs are works that are done for the sake of causing belief. In fact, John says that the collection of the miracles that are recorded in his gospel, those that he have selected and chosen to be a part of his gospel, have been selected for the express reason that one would believe. That's what he said in John's chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 30 and 31, he says, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So, so the miracles of Jesus are not just for the purpose of demonstrating power, but they are works that are intended to have the end result of belief. That's what verse 11 means when Jesus says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or else believe on account of the works themselves. Jesus is saying, listen, let the works I've done be that which calls belief in your life. Let the works I've done be that which is the example that says I've got to believe. If, if a man could do that, I ought to believe. If a man could lift up the dead, I need to believe. If a man could cause blindness, I ought to believe that he is the Christ. Let my works testify of who I am. So what Jesus is saying in verse 12 is that when you believe in me, I will work in you and your works like mine will lead people to faith. In other words, watch this. The things that you then do in my name will be of such magnitude that people who experience it will walk away from it saying there must be a God somewhere. Your works will be of such import in their lives. That they will leave your presence even having to ponder and wonder and eventually coming to faith for themselves saying if this man could do this, if this sister could do this and cause this miracle to manifest in my life, there must be a God somewhere. Jesus said the works I've done you will do, but greater works shall you do also. In essence, Jesus says the works that I've done have caused people to believe. But when you 12, 
Go out and start teaching my word. When you 12 operate in my power, when you 12 touch and, and do that which I've called you to do, guess what? I, I cause 12 to believe, but you 12 will cause another 12 to believe. You will cause 12. And, and before long, this ministry will become a movement of greater works. Greater works that cause intrigue and interest, but finally result in an engaging relationship with Christ. Greater works that capture the imagination, but that finally turn the hearts of humanity toward Christ. Greater works that make people take notice, but eventually cause them to make a change in their own lives. Greater works that inspire hope, but eventually require hearts to be given to the Lord. My brothers and sisters, that is the expectation that Christ has for all of us who call ourselves Christians, that we would see it as a part of our mission to do greater works, which means that he not only expects it, but that he has given us the agency to perform it. We have been given the power to go and be great, to do great things, to serve in great ways, to establish great ministries, to make great impact, to create great models, to start great missions, to solve great problems by becoming by coming up with great answers, to, to build great communities. We've been charged and given the agency to be great, to have great families, to raise great children, to have a great career, to have a great life, to reach great goals, to accomplish great green dreams, to lay claim to great promises, and to live and to walk Walk by a great faith because in so doing all of these things will point to our faith and draw others to believe as we believe Jesus says to you and he says to me and he says to us go be great be a great believer be a great disciple be a great witness for the kingdom be a great advocate for the less fortunate. Be a great help to those who are in need. Be a great restorer for those whose lives have been broken. Be a great resource to those who don't have much. Be a great listener for somebody who's crying out for help. Be a great lifter for those who are burdened in life. Be a great friend for somebody who is lonely. Be a great encourager for someone who feels hopeless. Be a great example for somebody to follow. Be a great man of God, a great woman of God, a great child of God. Be a great husband, a great wife, a great great parent, a great person, be a great person. Whatever God has given you to do or whatever he has gifted you to do, go be great. Don't just be good. Be great. Quit just getting by. Be great. Stop living a life where you're just getting over. Be great. Quit just making do and, and doing the bare minimum and, and start being great. Not just a good teacher. Be a great teacher. Not just a good student. Be a great student. Not just a good banker. Be a great banker. Be a great contractor, a great cook, a great musician, a great artist, a great scientist, a great barber, a great butcher, a great lawyer. Because greatness is in you. 
Greatness is a part of your spiritual DNA. Greatness is what God has equipped you and Jesus has commanded you to be. I need to talk to somebody today. I need you to hear me today. I need you to come close and listen to me today. You who have something stirring inside of you that says there's another level in you. There's more potential in you than what you've been putting out. There's more possibility in you than what you've been releasing into the world. There are greater things possible, greater achievements on tap, greater dreams on deck, greater visions in store. And all you need is for somebody to push you to be great. And that's what I came here this morning to do, to push you into your greatness. You've been waiting in the shallow for too long I'm pushing you this morning out into the deep end of your potential go and be great you've been managing mediocrity long enough go be great you've been keeping your capabilities on the cover long enough go be great you've been suppressing your own success for too long go be great you've been letting somebody carry you keep you and cover you for too long you get up go and be great and here's how here's how you're asking, you're wondering how to do it. I'll tell you how. Here's how you do it. Here's how you start going and being great. Number one, here it is. Watch it. Number one, learn to rely on spiritual power. Learn to rely on spiritual power. The greatness, the greatness that God will use you for is not something that is solely within you alone to do. The greatness that God will use you for the greatness that God will use you for and his glory is not only a matter of you being, watch this, better than everybody. No, it's not simply a matter of you being more prepared or better trained or better equipped than somebody else. In fact, in fact, in fact, being great in the kingdom, watch this, being great in the kingdom is not even about comparison. I'm a preacher in just a minute. Being, being great in the kingdom is not about you looking at what somebody else can do and, and trying to outdo them. I wish I had a witness in here. There, there are plenty, hear me, hear me, hear me. There are a whole lot of talented folk in the world. But what separates good from great is not just ability, but availability. I wish you would help me preach this in the timeline this morning. It's not just about your ability. Being great is about your availability. Help me somebody. Some, some, some people will never reach their potential in life because they're too busy hiding and being unavailable. Oh, I wish I could preach it the way I feel it. Some, some, some of you will never be the great person you could be because instead of showing yourself present, you're busy hiding undercover trying to keep it under wraps. And, and, or you're always busy, too busy to do that or too busy to do the other or can't be found doing something else. Or, or maybe you're searching for significance over there and looking for likes over here and measuring yourself by Facebook friends and Instagram followers. You're chasing after that paper but never come to the place where you recognize that it is your availability to God that allows you to reach the fullness of your potential. Hear me. Hear me. Let me, let me talk to somebody. Let me talk to somebody. Let me say it. Let me, let me just break this down. Listen, there are a hundred other folk who can do what you do. You didn't hear me. There are a hundred other folk who can do 
what you do. And, and 99 of them probably could do it better. You, you don't like to hear this. I know you don't like to. See, here's why you don't like to hear this. Because somebody told you you was the best. <laughs> I'm a preacher in just a minute. So, 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 some, some, somebody, somebody told you, you I promise you, there's 100 other folk who can do what you do. 99 of them can do it better. And to be honest, to be honest, to be honest, we don't need to get caught. That's why you don't need to get caught up in comparison. What separates you from them is not your ability, but your availability. What separates you from them is not your capability, but your character. What separates you from them is not what you do, but how you do it. Good God, I wish y'all would talk to me in this house. You got to understand that, 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 that being, being great is not just about your talent. It's also about your temperament. Good God Almighty. So, 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 so here, 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 look at what Paul says. Look at what Paul says in Ephesians 3 and 20. Paul says, listen, you, you got to learn, watch this, how to rely on the spiritual power that's working inside of you. It's not all just about your natural ability. It's about some spiritual power that separates you from everybody else. Ephesians 3 and 20 says this, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or imagine according to the what? The power that works within us you got to learn to be available in letting the Holy Spirit that God put inside of you move you inspire you motivate you direct you and lead you and show you it's about being available watch this available to the power of the Holy Spirit one of the things one of the things one of the things Pat I believe that 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 the last few generations have gotten wrong in this parenting thing we, 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 we messed up and gave everybody a trophy. How are they talking to me? It, it last few generations, y'all know what I'm talking about. We, we, it, every, everybody gets a ribbon. Everybody gets a plaque. Everybody gets a reward. And everybody gets told, you're a winner. Y'all ain't talking to me. I'm going to make somebody mad right now. And listen, don't get me wrong. I understand. I understand the need for building up children's self-esteem. I'm a proponent of that. I understand the need of making children value themselves and be, uh, be, be encouraged. But, 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 but sometimes somebody needs to lose. There's a lesson in losing. And, and when you make children believe that, that, that anything they do is good, that everything they do is worth applause and worth praise. They get the messed up notion that they can do anything and everything and it ought to be all right. Wish I had a witness in here. No, no, there, there, there's some lessons in losing. In losing, I understand, watch this, that, that, that I need to work and I, I need to practice and I, I need to rehearse and I, I need to come prepared and I, I need to give it my all and I need to try. Why? Because somebody else is doing that. Somebody else is prepared. Somebody else is working. Somebody else is coming here to win. And if I'm going to be great, I can't just be mediocre. 
I can't just do any and everything. Help me preach this. There's some lessons in losing. Losing, you learn that work pays off. In losing, you learn that somebody else is out there grinding. In losing, you understand that somebody else can do what you do and can do it better. And at some point, you're going to run across somebody who's more talented than you, more gifted than you, and have more natural ability than you. But even in those cases, what's going to set you apart then is not your ability, but your availability. It's not your power, but it's the power working inside of you. It's not your talent. It's the temperament that you put behind it. It's not your capability. It's the capability character that allows you to deliver the content in such a way that it makes it a pleasure to do business with you. Good God Almighty. You know and I know that there are a whole lot of folk who, 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 who can do what you want them to do, but you don't like doing business with them. Just because of the way they act. Just because of how they do what they do. And, and, and even though their product is superior, their personality sucks. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. Even though, even though their talent is superior, their, their temperament sucks. And, and you don't even want to be around them. And if, and if you can find anybody who could do just as good as them, you drop them like a heartbeat. Good God Almighty. I need you to understand. Need you to hear me this morning. Being great, being great means that you've got something extra. It, you, you know what it is? Let, let, me, let me pause for a minute. You know what it is? Here it is. It's Chick-fil-A saying my pleasure. That's what it is. It's Chick-fil-A saying my pleasure. You know and I know. You can, you can be on county line. You, you, can see, you can see 25 cars wrapped around Chick-fil-A. You can see eight cars at any other restaurant. And you'd be possibly enticed to go to Chick-fil-A for two reasons. Number one, you know that they have their process right. And 25 cars for Chick-fil-A is five cars for another fast food restaurant. I wish I had a witness in here. So, so, so you, you'll deal with the line because you know the process is right. But the other reason you'll get in line is because you like the personality of the workers. When you ask them for some ketchup, they say, my pleasure. When you ask them, can you add something to the order? Say, no problem, my pleasure. When, when you ask them, can you go, good God Almighty. It's not necessarily that the food is so good, which it is, but it's the other things that separate them and make them a cut above everybody else. All I'm telling you is, is that you need to start having a Chick-fil-A personality where you understand that it's not just what I do, but how I do it. It's how I serve. It's the feeling that I make you have when you're in my presence. It's the feeling that you have when you leave my presence that makes you want to come back and do business with me again. Ah. Number two, number two, let me go on. Let me go on. Chick-fil-A stock just went up. Number two, number two, number two. Always consider the possibility of a miracle. Always consider the possibility of a miracle. 
please don't miss the fact that Jesus was a miracle worker. <laughs> please, 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 please don't miss the fact that Jesus was a miracle worker. He performed miracles. Miracles. These works, what he performed and how he performed them, separated him from everybody else. Every other rabbi, every other teacher. What he did and how he did it made him uniquely different. Heal the sick. He raised the dead. He opened blinded eyes. He was a miracle worker. He fed the 5,000. He healed 10 lepers. He stopped one woman's issue of blood. He was a miracle worker. He changed water into wine. He opened deaf ears. He opened blinded eyes. He was a miracle worker. And Jesus says of us that the works that we saw him do, we would do also and even greater than these. Now, 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 let me go back because I still hear somebody in my spirit, Reverend. I, I told you earlier in your sermon, I told you already, I don't have that kind of power. I can't walk on water. I can't multiply five loaves and two fish and feed thousands of people. But hear me, please, don't underestimate what accounts for a miracle. Because I imagine that there are opportunities for miracles that happen around us every day. Don't you know that it would be a miracle for someone who is sleeping outside to wake up in a warm apartment tomorrow morning? You're not hearing me. It would be a miracle for somebody who's about to get evicted to have a year's worth of rent paid for in full. It would be a miracle. It would be a miracle for some child struggling to learn to have a private tutor assigned to them and work with them so that they are not left behind. It would be a miracle. And the church must recognize and always consider how God wants to do the miraculous through us, especially in this season. Oh, yeah. I'm through, y'all. My soul is happy. Because I know we may never walk on water. But we ought to be able to make Bailey Avenue, May Street, and Ridgeway safe enough. To walk down without fear of any violence. We may never turn water into wine. But we ought to be able to turn winos into witnesses. We may never be able to speak to the wind and the waves. And cause them to be still. But we ought to be able to speak to 13, 14, and 15 year olds. And get them to put guns down and sit down somewhere and be still while they learn how to code and be still while they learn how to do sound engineering and be still while they learn how to do some video editing and be still while they learn how to do some digital photography and digital art and be still 
See, I'm through. The problem with us today is that we have too narrowly defined what miracles look like today. But we can be great and we can do great things for the kingdom of God that are no less than miraculous when we recognize that the possibility for miracles still happen. Because Jesus is still a miracle worker. He's still performing miracles. And so can we. He's still doing the impossible and touching people to cause impact. So can we. He's still making situations different. So can we. Because greater works shall we do. My brother, my sister, I encourage you and I charge you by the power working inside of you. Get up. Go be great. May the love of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. Amen. And amen. Go be great. Miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are my Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are my way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you
still making a way. <laughs> He's still making a way. He's still making a way. He's still opening doors. He's still healing the sick. He's still raising the dead. He's still, he's still, he's still. He's still, he's still making a way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, you're here, you're there watching. There's somebody who wants to talk with you. If you haven't made this way maker your savior, if you have not made this way maker your Lord and your redeemer, I need you to know this morning, the thing that he came to do most is save your soul. He made a way for you to be saved when he died on Calvary's cross. He made a way for you when he gave his hands to the nails, his feet to the nails, his side. He made a way for you to be saved right now. And all you have to do by faith is accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Listen, if you're ready to do that, call the number that's on your screen right now. Somebody's going to pray with you. Somebody's going to lead you to Christ. Somebody's going to let you experience new life in Jesus Christ. I, I, I want you to call that person. I want you to do it right now. I want you to take that step. Sometimes we make it too easy and, and, and we lead you right here. But I want you to take a step. Call that person right now. Somebody wants to talk to you and lead you right now. Go ahead and make the phone call. They're there. They're there. They're going to answer. They're going to pick up and they're going to pray with you and lead you to faith in Jesus Christ. Do it right now. Way make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. That's who he is in my life. Is he your way maker? Way make miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Now may the love of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you. Now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Hallelujah. <laughs>